Welcome uh, everyone that's online today and right here live at Venue Church. Listen, um, I'm going to introduce my family to you in just a moment, but I just want to just do a big shout out. I love your pastors so much. I love pastors Corey and Aaron, and I'm falling in love with the team here, man. I, you guys have the best church. Listen, listen, listen. Pastor Corey and Aaron have been such a gift to my wife, Glow, and I. This is my wife right here. There she is. And um, you might not know this, but behind the scenes, uh, Pastor Corey has just been so generous. We ride motorcycles. We're talking church, Jesus, family, marriage. Like we talk about a lot of things. But he has given so much of his time because I know you in the next season are going to be moving into an amazing building. Isn't that awesome? And we're just kind of following in step right now at Home Church Calgary. Uh, uh, just before the pandemic, we had literally sold the building we had because it was too small. And so we were renting out the Orpheus Theater at Sate. And then when the pandemic happened, kaboom, we were out of there like literally out of there and the Jubilee Christian Center was so generous to open us uh, open up a spot for us on Saturday night but in this period of time I've been looking at buildings and your pastor is amazing he is he has come and met me at some of the buildings and I've been asking him lots of questions and just so generous we've had time with the family together uh, our kids love their kids and and uh, I shouldn't say kids they're like adults man like drumming and running church it's so good so hey listen if pastor Corey's online i'm sure he might be just watching and would you just give him lots of love give your pastor lots of love today i i want you to just settle it in your heart you know as a pastor one of the worst things that i hear is oh it's so great what your church is doing from somebody that's been around for a while i'm like no that's not the heartbeat of the house, the heartbeat of the house. It's Pastor Corey and Aaron are my pastors. Come on. This is, this is my church. And this is our vision together. And we're moving church forward. I'm telling you what. When, I just want to encourage you in that language today. And that when uh, Pastor Corey and Aaron come back, you just settle it in your spirit. Maybe this is your first time here, man. Come back next week. You gotta meet Pastor, Pastors Corey and Aaron. And uh, I'm just gonna encourage you even during the message today on some of the next steps. Hey, I wanna introduce you to my squad. I know you got to meet my beautiful wife, uh, but my kids are miracle kids. This is uh, Briley, who's six and Bryson, who is eight, and uh, they are just full time, man. We have a good time. We've been taking them, uh, we, we do church together, and I've been preaching on Sundays at some different places, and we're just taking the family everywhere, doing life and doing church together, and, and that's, my, that's my squad. And uh, I'm gonna tell you a little story about Bryson, and uh, you know, he's into snakes. <laughs> Anybody like there was first service there was one person that went woo snakes and everybody else was like wasn't Satan a snake like just kind of concerned about my boy and kind of concerned about me um, but he's been praying he'd been praying for like almost a year for a pet snake and so here's what I did this is my fatherly wisdom if God gives you a snake you can have one hello or you can save up and i'm thinking he's gonna get over it god is never gonna give him a snake come on genesis we, we know what, what the snake was so god would never give my son a snake and and 
if he was going to save up for one, that's a lot of pop bottles. And it's never going to happen. He's going to move on to some video game or something else. Come on. And uh, so I'm, I'm desperately hoping he's going to move on. And, and I'm driving to Red Deer one day. And I'll never forget it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm driving down the highway. And I'm listening to worship. And I felt like God had this work for me. And God can speak to you too. And he said to me, he said, Bryce, I want to bless you. I want to bless your family. And I want to bless the church. And I was like, yeah, God. Woo. Come on, just kind of cruising. Got my Hillsong tunes on or whatever's going on. Well, I didn't think much about it. The day before, we had been to a really cool place just outside of Calgary, actually just down the road. It's called Big Hill Springs. And it was still in the summer. And my son does nothing but look for garter snakes. He's got his head in every hole. He's putting his hand down every... I'm like, Bryson, get your hand out of there. Get your head out of there. I don't know if there's a badger in there. I don't know if there's a cougar in there. And I'm, I definitely don't think there's a snake in that hole. And if there is, that's a big hole. I mean, you know, like you're always wondering if like some python is going to come out. Because like I'm not a super snake man. So anyway, I'm driving down the highway. I had posted this picture of Bryson the day before at Big Hill Springs looking for a uh, garter snake. And... And by the time I got to Red Deer, somebody had messaged me. It was actually the doctor who delivered our kids who live in Lacombe. And, and they said, uh, hey, Pastor Bryce, uh, we're going on a four-month sabbatical, and we need to find a new home for my son's snake. <laughs> now, how many of you know I want to block that blessing? Like, I don't want that snake in my car. I don't want that snake in my house. I don't want a snake. And yet my son has prayed for a snake and God wanted to actually bless my boy free snake free cage so I'm thinking oh what kind of snake is it oh it's a corn snake oh that's so nice it's gonna be like this big so I show up being a good father listen listen this is the interesting thing about this story and what we're gonna talk about today is that I could block the blessing with my hard heart that my son wouldn't receive something that he was asking God for I could position myself against the blessing for my boy. And so I show up to Lacombe. I was like, I got, I literally have 30 minutes. I can get out to Lacombe before I get to the speaking engagement. And I'll check this snake out. And I'm thinking, snake. I get out there and it's five foot snake. <laughs> Look at this picture. There he is. How many of you know I put that demonic thing in the back of my seat and I drove it back to Calgary and my son the next morning had the biggest smile on his face and we gave him a biblical name we call him we call him Cornelius the corn snake come on you gotta like somehow work this out listen I will say I will say this about snakes I think cats are way more demonic than snakes are hello somebody no cat lovers leave the room okay just everybody online we love cat lovers. It's okay. All right. Are you guys ready to get into the word today? Listen, I want to talk to you about a message today that's going to, that's going to get to your heart. It's gotten to my heart. And I want to encourage you today. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. No matter what's going on in your world, what's happening, God's got great things in store. He's got great things in store for you. He's got amazing things in store for your family. And I believe Venue Church... It's a new day as you're moving forward, even into this new building. There's way more to it prophetically. And we can't get in there and get comfortable. We got a city to reach. Hello? We got a city to reach. 
together, and that building is going to be full multiple times. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited about what God is doing. But I feel like I've got a, a message for you today called Don't Lose Heart. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, Don't Lose Heart. Okay, we're going to go to the scripture. We got a little bit of Bible to read today. Is that okay? Got a little bit of Bible to read. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians 1. Then we're going to get over to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And then we're going to finish up in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 together. Listen, can we just stand up for the reading of God's word today? We're going to read it together. Uh, sometimes I just pause and I just check out to see if you're reading the Bible with me. And you just yell out the word that I pause on, okay? Listen, listen. I'm, I'm a little old school. Um, I'll keep you here for a couple of hours or I'll just stay right on time. Pastor Lisa will jump off, and jump, jump off the keyboard, jump back on and get me on in just a few minutes. Hello. And uh, the more amens I get, the faster this goes. Come on. Somebody said. Amen. Oh man, I had some serious back talkers for service. All right, here we go. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of all and the God of all comforts. Oh, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Listen, there's something about being in God's presence today where he wants to comfort you, but we don't hold on to that comfort. We don't hoard the comfort. We actually extend it. We receive the comfort today. And then when we head out these doors into Airdrie, we extend that comfort into our world. Woo. Okay. I got to get through the scripture. Here we go. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ, we share abundantly in Comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Amen. Amen. Our, our, for you is, come on. Come on, can you feel that today? Just get that word out. I'm unshaken. For we know that you share in our sufferings. You will also share in our comfort. Oh, that's so good. Let's get to chapter three. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Oh, I love that. Now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is. Oh, man, that's so good. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is spirit. Oh, let's keep going. Therefore, since through God's mercy, we have this ministry, we do not, everybody say it, lose heart. Let's, let's do it one more time. Let's do it. Go back to that last one. Therefore, since through God's mercy, we have this ministry, we do not, we do not lose heart. Let's go to the next one. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus to present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people Come on, when, when we get comforted, 
When God gives us strength, when we know he who the Son sets free is free indeed, all of a sudden, that grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not Come on, everybody, say it one more time. We do not Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Day by day by day by day, day by day. We do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. So, Father, I pray that through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of your Son, Jesus Christ, through his life, death, and resurrection, there would be a comfort in this place. Lord, for anybody that's facing any kind of trouble today, Lord, I thank you that you're going to do amazing, God, amazing things, amazing things. So we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Come on, turn to your neighbor. Give him a, we're not losing heart. We're doing it together and you may be seated. And you got to thank Pastor Lisa on the keyboard right over there, everybody. <laughs> Let's not block the blessing of God. Let's not block what God wants to do because we have allowed, maybe allowed the world to harden our heart a little bit. You know, even in our physical hearts, they're a lot like our spiritual hearts. When we let the wrong thing in and we don't take care of our heart, literally the doctors say that our hearts can become calcified. Our heart literally can become like rock. Somebody told me about a, a, a relative of theirs that was really hard uh, lived a hard life and they said when they got their heart checked parts of their heart were literally like rock and when our heart becomes like rock we cannot receive the electric signals that we're supposed to be getting and so when our spiritual hearts get hard man it's really tough to hear from god it's hard to hear the signals it's hard to lean in on a sunday and say, come on pastor Corey, bring the message it's hard to wake up in the morning, get that first word in our spirit, starting the day off right. I believe that we've got to be careful not to lose heart because the Apostle Paul is writing to us, not from a comfortable position, but between 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, we were reading out of 2 Corinthians, he had just got out of jail. I love this. So he just gets out of jail, which was not a country club. Hello. It was not a country club. And he's encouraging us, church, today, right here, right now, in the world that we live in. Knowing that we were born for this. God brought us, created, a, created you for such a time as this. To have a purpose, to have a calling, to live out such an amazing salvation. But today, to watch where the world has maybe hardened our heart, or a situation has come to harden our heart, and say, God, I'm receiving comfort. Soften my Heart. I think the Apostle Paul had a pretty amazing resume to talk to us. Yeah. Right? He had a pretty resume. Like, it's pretty intense to think about the fact that he said he worked harder in 2 Corinthians 11. I worked harder. I've been in prison more frequently. Yeah. I've been flogged more severely. I've been exposed to death again and again, five times, 40 lashes minus one, three times, I was beaten with rods, which means the apostle Paul would have been laid down on his face, his feet would have been brought up in the air and they would have brought these metal rods down on him, which would have caused crippling to most people. And he's saying, be comforted church, 
Be comforted, church. He's not letting the outward circumstance touch his inward stance. Oh, come on. I am unshaken. I'm walking through some kind of trouble right now, but I will not fear. I'm going to have love, power, and a sound mind. God's going to bring me through. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. Constantly on the move, danger from rivers, bandits, my fellow Jews from Gentiles in the city, in the country, at sea from false believers, labored and toiled, gone without sleep, known hunger, thirsty, known what it is to be thirsty, cold and naked. And yet he ends that verse off by saying, besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. See, I love the heartbeat of your pastor which is concerned for the church pastorally, praying for you, believing God for miracles with you, believing for the building in the future. I love that venue churches slapped the devil in the face during a pandemic and said, we're not gonna like, oh, we're not gonna bunker down and, and hide out and, and just keep renting. We're gonna build, we're gonna plant, we're gonna move forward in this season. Psh, psh, psh. Take that, Satan. Seriously, devil hates this message. Because so many people would want to just, just the environment to dictate vision instead of, no, the vision of God does not stop no matter what storm we're facing, no matter what we are going through. Take heart, take courage, keep being unshaken. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless your family and venue church. He wants to bless you corporately. Woo. So hardship doesn't have to mean a hard heart. Hardship does not have to, this is, I know this is a tough message. Like hardship, whatever you're going through, doesn't have to mean your heart has to turn like rock. Proverbs 28, 14 says, blessed is the one who always trembles before God, but whoever hardens their heart falls into trouble. Oh man, when we get a hard heart, that's when we start falling into trouble. That's when we start creating division. Hello? Yeah. That's when we start talking sideways conversations and all these things can start happening. Because our hearts start getting hard and we're not soft to the Holy Spirit. We're not soft to the word that we got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then showing up to church, leaning in and saying, come on, Pastor Cor, let's bring this. Come on, I'm here to lead worship today. I'm here to give God all the praise. I'm not leaving it to the worship team. I'm here to get on the welcome team. Come on, somebody. Oh, a hard heart leads to trouble. But the interesting thing is we're going to end off today where Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. And Jesus actually promised that we were going to have some trouble. So listen, if you're slapping the devil in the face right now and building and moving church forward, don't be surprised that you're under some kind of attack. But you got to remember... Like, this is where sometimes Christians can get a little, ooh, the devil, instead of capital J, Jesus, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the one who paid it all. That's who we serve. And that other guy, he's got a, a small S. Come on. Can I just preach something offensive today? Come on. So watch indicators that you're losing your, your heart pump. Okay, I go to the gym, and I like a good pump every once in a while. I know I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but do you know, this is, this is really funny. Side note, 
Pastor Corey, I, I love you so much. But, you know, it's starting to get a little bit disappointing when, when I go to some different church events now. And people come running up to me, like they're running up to me. And then they go, oh, because they think I'm Pastor Corey. Like, I'm getting it so much right now. It's crazy. I'm literally at a church service. Somebody takes a picture of me and goes, oh, it's so great that Pastor Corey's here tonight. Sends it to Pastor Aaron. And Pastor Aaron's like, Pastor Corey's right here. Come on, I'll say this about your pastor. He's a good looking man. When you start losing your pump, when you start losing your pump, you start losing passion. You got to watch that you're still laughing. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Got to watch that you still keep connected to that river of life. We're going to talk about that. One of the indicators that you're losing your pump are people are no longer a priority. Self-preservation is. That bunkering down is. We just bunker and hide away from the big bad world instead of doing what we're called to do, which is engage the world. Man, it's somebody's Sunday morning. I know it today. It's somebody's Sunday. Why are we here today? Yeah, we're here to worship God, but it's also somebody's Sunday to meet Jesus. It's somebody's Sunday to get free. It's somebody's Sunday to realize the trouble doesn't need to slow you down, stop you. Be comforted and extend that comfort. People have got to remain a priority. Negative thoughts become primary. Listen, you're going to move towards, your life is going to move towards your strongest thought. What you're thinking about is very important. The receptor of believing the best can become broken if all we're doing is just listening to news, news, listen. I, I want Christians to stay informed, but my prayer is that the scripture, we read the news or we listen to the news through the lens of the word of God. Hello, come on somebody. Through the lens of the word of God. So often it's the news to the word. It's the first thing we're getting to. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. So important. So important. So we can't let anything touch our river of life. Point two. Don't let anything touch your river. Don't let anything dam up your river. Oh, the enemy would love to dam it up. The world, even our flesh sometimes. We can't allow our hearts to become harder. We need that river of life flowing out of us. John 7, 37. This is so important. These are the words of Jesus. On the last day of the feast. Oh, come on, somebody. On the last day of the feast. Mm. It's the worst thing a preacher can do just before noon to start talking about food. The last day of the feast. The great day Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone. Come on, somebody say anyone. If anyone, listen, scriptures, if anyone calls on the name of the Lord, they will be saved. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Oh, this is so good. Whoever believes in me, the scripture has said, out of his heart. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart. I want to ask you, what do you believe in today? Whoever believes in 
the gym. Whoever believes in hot yoga, whoever believes in like some really great things that can help us to keep us healthy, whoever believes in hockey, that's a really great thing, or sports, or whatever it might be. But my concern is, in these seasons of trouble, we go to something else, and we start believing in something else, and then all of a sudden, church is no longer a priority, and we got all kinds of excuses not to read the Word, be in devotional, get to small group, get to, pr- get to church, and lean in and be hungry, fight for a front seat. Come on, that's the best fight you can have in church. Give me a front seat. And then if the place starts filling up, it's like, hey, they need my seat. Come on, take my seat, take my seat, take my seat. I'll stand anywhere in the house to make room for somebody else. On the last day of the feast, whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart. So if you believe in Jesus, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the spirit who... Now, now listen, listen, got to watch the river. How's your river? In his presence. I love Venue Church. You're lit today because in his presence is fullness of, of joy. Come on. Even though some of us are wearing masks, we got, masks. We got a smile in his presence is fullness of joy. When I was a little guy, we, we grew up in church. I grew up in church my whole life. I was basically born on a pew. <laughs> and we sang this song called a River, I've Got a River of Life. And it went something like this. This is for Pastor Corey, who has told some of you that I can't sing. Listen, there's a joke at Home Church Calgary that I'm going to do a worship album. And there are people waiting for it. I keep joking about it. But guys, I literally can't sing. So if you know it, sing it with me. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. And then we come down like this as kids. Spring up a well, splash, 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 splash within my soul. Don't let anything touch your river. Is anybody buying my worship album when it comes out next year? Maybe I'll get Pastor Corey to come and sing a duet with me or something. Don't let anything touch it. My mama always said, my mama always said, garbage in, garbage out. Come on, any mamas in the room? Garbage in, garbage out. I, I, like, I like God in, God out. Got to watch what we're putting in right now. And so in order to maintain a healthy spiritual heart, Dr. Bryce is in the house. And I got a couple of health tips for you. I am not a doctor. Pastor, okay? Eat healthy. Number one, eat healthy. First word, last word. What's the first word? F-W-L-W. What's the first word of your day? Are we reaching over? The alarm goes off and social media. The news. The, The first five minutes. Psychologists say the first five minutes of your day sets your day. So the first word of your day matters. I hope and and my challenge to you today, for those of you that are believers, is don't put your devotional life on your pastor. Come on, first word on Monday, first word on Tuesday, first word on Wednesday. What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Listen, the way that I said, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And said, God wants to bless. God wants to bless me, my family, and the church. God can speak to you. 
Hello? Don't be intimidated by that. First word, last word. Make the first five minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you got, make it count. Because it will change the course of your heart and your life. So eat healthy. First word, last word. Number two, get active. Get active today. Get your Matthew 28 on, your Mark 16 on. Live called and on mission. Go out into Airdrie. Go out into all the world and preach. Preach the gospel. We're wrapping up, hey, Pastor Lisa? I love the subtlety of a keyboard player. Uh, You're done. (laughs) Time to wrap it up. Put a bow on it. I love Pastor. How many of you love Pastor Lisa? She's awesome. Get active. Listen. Today, I want to encourage you today. Maybe you've been away from church for a season. Maybe it's your first time here. There is a sign right there called NXT. Your next steps. Small group is so important. We get prayer, you encourage one another, you get into the word of God together. Listen, some of you may have taken some bold steps just to walk through the doors today. God bless you for that. But I wanna encourage you to take just a couple more, just a couple more steps. There might've been some hurt or some pain from the past. Can you just allow the Holy Spirit to soften your heart and just say, I wanna give community a chance. I wanna give the people of God a chance today. I need to connect today. And and can I encourage you just to take a couple of bold steps towards that sign. I got some friends that are waiting to meet you and connect you into this wonderful community called God's Great Church that meets actually during the week in small group. So that's gonna help your heart. It's gonna help your heart. Get active, get active. Stay at a healthy weight. Watch what you're watching. The things that are distracting you. There's so much consumer Christianity out there and things that are counter even to the vision of the house. Like there, you can just go online and hit anything. Lean into the voice of Pastor Corey in this next season. Like, I want to encourage, like lean into that voice. Lock into the vision. If there's something that's this way or that sounds good, but it's this way or that way, just lock in. Just lock in. Stay healthy. To keep a healthy heart, we gotta quit smoking and stay away from secondhand smoke. And when I say that, I mean, church, we gotta stay away from secondhand offense. Gotta stay away from gossip and complaining. Because when our hearts start getting hard and there's trouble, oh man, I wanna talk about this and that and the other thing. And can you believe the color of the carpet they picked? And can you believe the lights or can you believe it? Like, we get crazy, church. And then all of a sudden, Airdrie's like, I don't wanna go there because they're all fighting (laughs) let's keep our hearts soft oh let's not get involved in secondhand smoke that can actually really smoke up our houses and years later we can't figure out why our kids aren't serving jesus and it was because we're having roasted friend or roasted pastor for (laughs) for lunch so important stay away from the secondhand offenses and smoke going to just skip down to manage stress <laughs> enjoy life god hasn't given us a spirit of fear but a love power and sound mind as we wrap up today john 14 
John 14, I love this. Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. The amazing thing is that Jesus actually said there's gonna be trouble. And then he says, don't let your heart be troubled. What, Jesus? There's gonna be trouble, but don't let my heart be troubled? Because trouble is, this don't let my heart be troubled because you believe in God, believe also in me. So when I believe in Christ, and I believe in the wonderful power of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, his life, his death, and his resurrection, and that I'm called to go into this world filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I take comfort in that, and then I can move into my world from my first word of the day, from the, the messages that I receive from pastor, and I get out into my world, I can take that comfort into my world because I'm not allowing the outward situation to touch my inward, unshakable stance. My hope, Hebrew says, my anchor in the storm that is secure. Oh man, that is good stuff. So Lord, I'm praying for Venue Church right now. I'm praying for everyone here. Lord, you know the storms. You know the trouble that people have faced. God, I pray, God, that we would keep soft hearts. Lord, we wouldn't move. We wouldn't move from healthy positions to unhealthy positions. Lord, that we wouldn't lose heart because we've lost something in the season, but we would root down even deeper. We would be builders in the season. We would plant in this season. We would bless in this season. We would be generous in this season. God, I thank you. I thank you that you're comforting, even in your presence right now. You're comforting those who've experienced some loss. And I'm praying, Lord, we wouldn't just hold on to that comfort, but we would extend that comfort. We would extend that grace. We would extend that out into Airdrie, Carstairs, into Calgary, into the mission field that you've given to us. God, just renew our hearts today. I just, Lord, anything, any area that there's rock, relationship, Lord, soften, 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 soften. Give us that new heart that we got when we first came to you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus for doing amazing things. Now, would everybody in the room just bow your heads and just close your eyes. Just encourage anybody online to do the same because there's always somebody that needs this new heart and it starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and our incredible savior who said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. If today is your day to make Jesus Christ the leader and the savior of your life, deciding to follow him, knowing that you're both saved and called. Man, if that's you, you're saying, Jesus, I, I need to repent today, I've been a sinner. I need to be made right with God. Man, I would be so honored to pray that prayer with you online or right here in the room today. If that's you, would you be really bold on the count of three to throw your hand up in the air, and I mean you throw it up in the air and you wave it like you just don't care. On the count of three, if there's anybody here, one, two, three, is there anyone here today saying yes to Jesus, to make him Lord and to make him Savior? Your hands are going up. 
all over the room today. Venue Church, can we get our hands up with these that are online? Can we just put our hands up together? Because there's people here today, I believe that you're going to rededicate your life to the Lord as well. And can we say, Jesus, come into my heart. Soften my heart. Give me a new heart. Today I make you Lord. And I make you Savior. I repent of all my sin. And I thank you for forgiving me. For cleansing me. For washing me. For making me brand new. Today I decide to follow you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm never going to be the same. Come on, everybody. I'm never, ever going to be the same. In Jesus' name and with a big smile on your face, everybody said a great big amen. Yeah. God bless you, Venue Church. Love you so much.